0: Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 let's close up the week nine NFL slate with uh, not the most stellar game, but we get a little division rival game on Monday night football. But the more importantly, we get a million dollar ruskies up top in first place tonight between the New England Patriots and the New York Jets where it looks like Sam Darnold is doubtful for this one. So we get our third start in our fourth appearance this season from one Joe Flacco. We'll get into Joe Flacco and how he matches up against the Patriots defense who are without Stefan Gilmore today. We'll get into every single player because that's what we do here. We smack you with as much information as we can. We're going to go player by player. I took out a couple players that just don't mean anything, right? Maybe they're on IR, they're hurt. You're Julian Edelman, right? Some other players that are just going to be out for this game or they just don't run any routes. They don't really play at all. So we're going to be looking into it. And now you probably don't honestly know a lot of players from both of these teams that are going to be playing today because they're both running out some pretty janky three wide receiver sets and a bunch of running backs that are pretty new to the picture this year in terms of some rookies that are going to be back there some second year players if you're talking about the Patriots right now and maybe even some guys are turning off of IR this week if they're activated today so we're going to get through all of that we're going to go player by player and that's what we do if you're brand new here if you are brand new consider at any point during this video and if you are returning as well hitting the like button the big one hitting the subscribe button and I appreciate that a ton we will be live tonight at about 6 p.m p.m. East Coast time for an hour, breaking down this game, taking your questions. I'll have all of my lineups crunched in the optimizer, about 150 or so. We can talk through what I'm doing there in terms of rules and some game theory and some thinking on that end. We'll have projections and rankings and more than likely ownership for the showdown slate. That is something that we had this past weekend. And it was a huge feature over on Patreon. You can check it out. Not only projections, rankings, showdown information, a bunch of other stuff, but now we have ownership projections on there as well. It's a huge help. Helped a lot of people this weekend. Somebody on Twitter won $4,000. Somebody won $20,000. Somebody also won 50 15- dollars over on Super Jeff that is the presenting sponsor of the show now I do have Super Jeff projections they're done right now they'll be up on Patreon shortly after this video the number one projected player is also the most expensive player on DraftKings but you can play him with ease because there's no salary cap over on Super Jeff it's a multiplier format and you're going to get Cam Newton over there projecting out right now as a 1x multiplier and on this bad of a slate he does look like my best Super Jeff play so you can check it out again somebody won 1500 last night in the discord you've had a couple of patrons win over 10,000 and 15,000 this year one winning over 30,000 so far and that's just who reached out to me so far. So if you want to get in on the action, check out Superdraft, link down below. Promo code Sal, just my name, S-A-L. You'll get a free money match up to $1,000 Ruskies, a 50% deposit match that is on a slow drip format. So be sure to check it out. It is all linked down below. It's easier to win over there because there's less professionals and it's just easier to build lineups, especially if you have more information like projections and potentially ownership that I will be providing over on Patreon down below. So let's start it all off right now. And we'll start with Cam Newton, who again, I kind of get buried the lead on this one with a Superdraft projection, but he is going to be my- the highest projected player tonight and he's going to be priced like it now rarely do we see these $13,000 quarterbacks we saw it a couple times with Mahomes in the past we saw it basically every single time last year Lamar Jackson was on a showdown slate he'd be priced in this range and ha, spoiler alert Lamar Jackson was the captain every single time now I'm not sure if Cam is going to rush for multiple touchdowns if he's going to throw for five touchdowns like Lamar did in one of those Thursday night football games but at $13,200 he does project out right now for me 10 more points almost about 9.7 more fantasy points than anybody else on the slate so yeah. Yeah, at thirteen thousand two hundred, where there are some pretty cheap options today, especially wide receivers. I do think Cam is captain viable. He's definitely in play for me against the Jets defense that ranks thirty first in coverage and nineteenth in pressure. Now, Cam hasn't scored more than twenty fantasy points since like week two, but he's hovered around nineteen fantasy points. He scored over sixteen last week, and sixteen might get it done, not for the captain spot, but just overall on this slate because there's not many options right now. And now he gets a Jets defense that is not going to be like some of the defenses that he's played in the past weeks. He'll have a positive positive thirty four percent pass blocking advantage. He's only throwing about two times deep per game right. now of 20 plus yards, but that's because he's working with a bunch of slot wide receivers and then Demir Bird on the outside, a guy who's very fast, but not known to be a deep threat wide receiver by any means with success in this league is 191 yards per game. But really, you're getting the upside if you play him, especially in the captain spot on the ground, where he ranks top four in all these categories with 59 rushing attempts per game, 298 yards and six rushing touchdowns on the ground. He also benefits from having a 25 and a half point team total today. So yes, Cam Newton is going to be a yes for me. I expect goal line use. I expect red zone use on the ground. So this is going to be our first player. He's going to be a yes. There's not many yeses on this slate. A lot of guys who we have to kind of see what ownership looks like. Uh, the projections I'm weighing a little bit against the ownership right now. Again, you can find them down below on Patreon, but Cam Newton will be a yes for me. And now properly priced up, and it kind of hurts to see it as Jamison Crowder at 11200 He is expected to return today. His 1.2x Super Jeff multiplier does look pretty appealing, but it doesn't make him one of the best plays in the slate for me. Now, he hasn't played since week six. We have two games of sample size with him and Joe Flacco together, and we've seen that chemistry for Jamison Crowder be pretty good with any quarterback dating back to when he was on the Washington football team. So in week five and week six with Flacco, he had 15 catches, 164 yards and a touchdown on 23 targets. He saw two red zone looks by far the number one wide receiver in the New York Jets by far Flacco's number one target. Now in the season combined, only Devontae Adams has a higher target share than him at 32% right now is what Jamison Crowder comes in at Adams around 34% this year. He's seeing 11.5 targets per game. Crowder for me is going to be a yes. He's one of the few players today that I have projected for double digit fantasy points. I can count them on one hand right now. Guys, I have projected for double digit fantasy points Crowder is going to be one of them and he's going to be towards the top end not the Cam Newton range at all but towards the top end of that in my projections next up is Damian Harris keep a close eye on Sonny Michelle. if he was activated today this could hurt Damian Harris's backfield touches I don't think Sonny Michelle will be activated today but just keep a close eye on it he did practice on Thursday Uh, so Damian Harris is dealing with his own ankle injury the Jets do rank number nine overall in run defense but you have a pretty good offensive line right now for the Patriots that's why they're going to see a positive 57% run blocking advantage according to pro football focus now in the last two games for Damian Harris He's basically gotten to start like three of these games. Over the last two, he's seen 26 attempts in eight routes run. Now he's not getting any work in the passing game. Although in the preseason, they were saying that he was looking like a really good pass catching running back. It's still all Rex Burkett. It's still all James White in the passing game out of the backfield in terms of running backs. But these 26 attempts over the last two weeks have been pretty good. He's seen 172 yards and a touchdown. And this is a good game flow for him now coming into this one as basically a nine and a half point favorite, 10 point favorite in some spots. But at the price tag at ten thousand two hundred dollars it makes it really difficult to like the value that you're getting out of Damian Harris. Even if you tell me Damian Harris today, he, you basically have to get the touchdown out of him. And if he's not getting any passing game work, and we know Cam Newton's going to be involved in the red zone, it makes it really difficult to see him really getting into any types of lineups. Now, if you have a 70 rushing yard game with a catch for five yards, and you have a touchdown, well, then yeah, those 15, 14 fantasy points are probably enough on this slate where there's not many other options, unless you're in a position where Crowder and Cam Newton go off, and then you just can't fit him and those points don't matter at that point, because you can't fit the two other guys. So it's kind of this weird spot for Harris where I'm not fully out on him. Because I do think if you tell me he's going to see 14 carries in this game, There is a decent shot with this team total that he has two touchdown upside, and two touchdowns today probably translates more times than not to 18 to 20 fantasy points for him, somewhere around that mark. So if that's the case, he'll definitely be in play. So Damian Harris is in play for me, but just know that he's one of the worst point per dollar values based on my projection on him right now because of how expensive he is. Next up, we get to Joe Flacco. There is doubtful Sam Darnold today. I don't know if he's been officially ruled out, but he is doubtful. Joe Flacco has had two starts this year and he's made three appearances. He came into a game pretty late in one of them when Sam Darnold got hurt. So New England so far ranks 24th in pressure they rank 13th in coverage but they will be without stefan gilmore today for the second straight game now flacco we only have a two-game sample size and it by no means has been good in week five he saw 55 percent completion percentage not great 195 yards and 5.9 yards per attempt pretty dusty pretty bad for joe flacco when you factor that 7.2 yards per attempt is about the nfl average and he chucked a touchdown pass that week to crowder and then you get the same in week six he just continues to get worse i don't know how this is possible for joe flacco and if this trend continues tonight you're never going to want to put him in a single one of your lineups the 48% completion percentage in week six 180 86 yards, just 4.2 yards per attempt. That is absolutely dreadful. No touchdowns. Flacco is ninety-four hundred dollars. Like, I mean, the way that it lays out right now cheaper than Damian Harris, I would prefer Joe Flacco. Like if you're going to have 30 attempts, 35 attempts out of Joe Flacco today, there's no Stephon Gilmore out there. He's not going to have much of an offensive line, but I'll take that for $800 less than the guy that I'm hoping to get two rushing touchdowns from in Damian Harris. So Flacco is not completely out of play for me. Again, he's one of the five guys on the slate I projected for double digit fantasy points. So he's in play and I would actually prefer him point per dollar wise by a decent amount to Damian Harris right now. Now we start to get to some of these New England Patriots wide receivers. Jacoby Myers, who has been primarily like a backup slot receiver in the past to Julian Edelman, had a fantastic pre Season last year is the Jacoby Myers show each and every week. He's played 48% slot this year, but now he's had to move to the outside a little bit more and 45% on the right, especially his past couple of weeks since they've lost all their receivers. No Nikhil Harry, no Julian Edelman today. It's going to be the Demir Bird and Jacoby Myers show with also some Gunner in the slot as well. He'll see some pool if he goes into the slot. Day Sire on the outside. The matchup on the outside is much better against Day Sire. He's been on the outside the last couple of games, so that's what I expect him to mainly see in these past couple of games. He's been the wide receiver one, played 100% of the snaps in week eight, and in the last two games, 10 catches for. 118 yards on eight targets running 27 rounds per game again the wide receiver won the last couple of weeks for the patriots jacoby myers at nine thousand dollars today again it's an expensive price tag but i'm actually going to have a decent amount of interest we'll put him as a yes with a 25 and a half implied team total but somebody that i can project out for somewhere around seven targets today there's not many guys in the slate that you have that type of upside with he'll be a yes for me the patriots defense priced up to 7400 i think we just saw this with the bucks defense against the giants recently priced to like i think the same exact price point of 7400 look i don't know how you pay for this price tag i get it that Flacco's was not great Flacco's only thrown one interception in his two starts so far, one in his three appearances as well. If he throws even three interceptions today, you're going to need a pick six, and maybe even two. Like if the Patriots defense scores 12 fantasy points for you today at 7,400, it might be enough, but that's just a maybe. So that's like almost a best case scenario. Obviously, best case is two touchdowns, 20 fantasy points, but I'm not going to be projecting for that. The Patriots only ranked 27th in total defense. Now they're good in tackling third overall, terrible against the run 30th, and they're not that great in pressure. 24th, 13th in coverage, but will be without Stephon Gilmore today, who's not having that defensive MVP season like he did last year, but still a piece that you want to have out there on your defense. So the Patriots defense at $7,400, you're going to probably need two touchdowns for them to really work out for you in a major way. Again, I know they can get sacks and get a couple fumbles. They can score 16 points and be there for you, but I'm just not going to be paying up for a $7,400 defense. Personally, I actually have them as a better point per dollar play than Damian Harris this week, um, but I'm going to have no overall interest in them overall. But even with that being said, it's very close between the two of them. And I think Harris's upside for two touchdowns is much better than the Patriots defense. Maybe that's debatable, but right now, no interest in the Patriots defense. Currently next up, you get the number one wide receiver. Before the last couple of weeks, number two wide receiver as of right now, Demir Bird for the Patriots. He'll probably see some Austin on the outside, who's lying around one yard per reception this year, so a decent matchup. Bird has played 100% of the snaps in three of the last four games, but he's only seen 10 targets these last three weeks as Jacoby Myers has become the number one wide receiver option for Cam Newton. So you're going to get seven catches for 93 yards over these last three weeks. You will see some more downfield targets for Bird if any, but Cam Newton does not do it often. Just 1.7 times per game, he throws 20 or more yards downfield, and he is not accurate on those either so far. In 2020, he's seeing about four and a half targets per game and just 39 yards per game, just 9% slot usage. So Demir Bird for me is definitely not out of play because he projects out decently, especially when you factor in the Vegas matchups and I'm projecting him for around five and a half targets today. So Demir Bird at $6,800 is in play for me. He's actually pretty close to a yes. So right now I'm going to be making Demir Bird a yes as of right now based on the projections that I'm looking at on my screen. James White at 6400 James White just such a weird role in this offense this year. In week eight, he plays 48% of the snaps. So he's just two carries and 10 routes run. Leads to six opportunities. So four targets for 35. 35- targets Total yards. But he's only seeing 13 routes per game so far this year. It's not a game script as a nine and a half point favorites that you expect to see James White running routes and seeing a lot of targets. He obviously can in the first half if the game stays close, or obviously the whole game. But if they're going to be up by 10 at any point during this game, it's going to be difficult to see James White being the one to get usage out there instead of Damian Harris on the ground, Rex Burkhead to an extent on the ground. So 44 yards per game this year. He actually has a 20% target share in this offense because he's seeing five targets per game. But he hasn't had that type of usage in a couple of weeks now. We know that he's not going to be the guy in the red zone on the ground. If any anything, it's probably going to be Cam Newton. So James White at $6,400, not completely out of play for me, but not somebody I think that has a ton of upside in the ceiling. And if he does, it's probably going to be coming in the first and second quarter. Jets starting running back at $5,800 on Michael Pirine. And maybe it's Frank Gore still, right? The snap counts right now make it seem like Michael Pirine. Last three games, he's seeing nine or more opportunities per game. And over the last two, he's seeing double digits opportunities per game. Now, his snap counts are kind of all over the place, but they've been nice the last three weeks. 56% of the snaps, 73% of the snaps, and 49% of the snaps, 13 routes run per game so far, and four total red zone touches, over these last three weeks, he's seeing exactly two receptions per week, every single week the last three. But just 8.1 fantasy points per game. I haven't projected out decently. If he hits the end zone, it's going to look a lot better for him as a super draft play. Probably not something I'm going to get all too much of right now. Again, if he finds the end zone, it'll make it look a little bit better. Not out of play completely for me at 5,800. But you're probably going to see need a touchdown. It's nice that he's actually running some routes. He is the pass catching back. He's actually starting to see much of the overall work over Frank Gore right now. So if I'm taking a running back out of the Jets' backfield. It probably is a Michael P Ryan, just a little bit more upside there against the New England run defense that ranks 30th overall right now. Braxton Barrios. if indeed Jamison Crowder is going to return tonight, i have no interest. He's been his backup all season long. He has been good Barrios, though. Last week with Sam Darnold, he had 11 targets, but he only brought in eight of them for 34 yards, a very uh, Jamison Crowder stat line in terms of a lot of targets, a lot of receptions, just not a lot of yards downfield. On the season, he's actually seen 4.8 targets per game, but most of that is with Crowder out. So no interest at that price point if Crowder is going to be in, if Crowder is going to be out, although they already said that he's leaning towards playing, well, then he can get to Barrios At $5,000 flat, the rookie out of Baylor, Denzel Mims, in two games this year, he's playing 98%. And 95% of the snaps. he will see some JC Jackson, tough matchup and JC McCordy, tough matchup either way right now. In his two games this year, 28 and a half routes run per game, 20% target share on five targets per game and exactly 42 yards per game so far on six catches. So not the greatest amount of usage. Still going to be in play for me as he's trailing from behind at this point. Joe Flacco can maybe sustain him. Joe Flacco in his one start basically just checked it all the way down to Jamison Crowder like every single time on 13 targets and 10 targets in those two weeks. But he obviously did look to other players like Jeff Smith on the outside who won't be there today, or at least he'll be the wide receiver four where Mims and Rashad Perriman will take that role on. So Mims will be in play for me. Rex Burkhead in week eight saw 56% of the snaps, six attempts, and six routes run led to seven overall touches for 31 yards. He's $4,600 for me and a peak behind the current on Patreon. Again, patreon.com backslash Sal underscore vetri underscore for tonight's showdown projections and rankings and potentially ownership as long as the data comes in in time. I have him projected for 6.8 fantasy points. Doesn't make him a terrible play. Doesn't make him a great play. He's just kind of there for me. In 2020, he's seeing nine and a half opportunities per game. Some of that is with Damian Harris not out there and James White out there. So it's a a little bit skewed upwards. Uh 12.5 routes per game on 11% target share. So all those things are a little bit skewed upwards. He'll be in play at 4600, not the most appealing option especially since there's wide receivers like Mims, like Perriman we're about to talk about in this range who naturally wide receivers have a higher upside and higher variance uh, compared to like a RB2 or RB3 in an offense. Perriman at 4200 is expected to play the last time that we saw him in week 7 he faced David White, played 100% of the snaps. I mean this guy just plays a ton of the snaps. All the wide receivers, this is the reason why guys like Barrios, if Perriman if Crowder return and you saw Mims's snap counts previously in the up- Upper 90s, this is why that those backups aren't viable because these guys are playing every single snap. They basically need to thrive in four wide receiver sets, which maybe is possible tonight. I'm just not expecting it. So in week seven, he caught two passes on three targets for 27 yards. He ran 29 total routes in that game. Now we will see some JC Jackson who allows a 63% catch rate with Gilmore out. Pearman at this point at $4,200 actually looks like a pretty decent point per dollar play for me. He's close to a yes. We're just going to put him as a yes for the sake of this. We'll see how much I get of him compared to Denzel Mims. Uh, they project out similarly, but you get the obvious price discount on Perriman. Jets defense at $4,000 does not grade out well. Well, they're pretty good at this point in run defense, but they're terrible in coverage. Bottom two, they're bottom half of the league in pressure and bottom third of the league in tackling. At four thousand dollars, I think there's actually value on the slate that I don't have to get to the Jets' defense. Let's scroll down a little bit here, and you can find the rest of these players that we'll talk about, and we'll close up shop as we start to get to the value range below four thousand dollars. I'll remind you once again before we do, please do hit the like button and the big old subscribe button that pops up as we're more than halfway through this video. And check out SuperDraft if you want to increase your odds of winning, profit, ROI, all that stuff. If you want to be the next person in the Discord or on Twitter to send me a screenshot of your fifteen hundred or your six thousand or your ten thousand. $1,000 win on Superdraft. You can check it out down below. Promo code Sound, Free money bonus up to $1,000 rooskies. Now we get to some kickers. I'm just going to have middling interest. Not much at all. Maybe I get 10% of these guys, 15%. I don't think it's a week where I get 20 or 25% of Nick Full and Sergio Castillo. Uh, you have Sam Thicken, I believe, doubtful today. So that's why Castillo is going to be getting the start, it seems, for the New York Jets. Don't have much interest in either of them. Actually, you're probably going to see a little bit more interest out of me on Superdraft out of them just based on their multipliers. But again, I play at most one kicker tonight. You don't have to ever play a kicker in the lineup. Uh, the lower total game's looks a little bit more appealing, but you're going to have a decent team total for the uh, New England Patriots in this one. So I'm not sure I have to get there. Frank Gore at 2,800 for the price point, he actually has good opportunity, 50% opportunity share this year with 12 attempts and one target per game, 47 yards per game on the season. You're probably going to get some red zone touches out of him. He's been splitting those as of late with a Michael P. Ryan and just eight routes run per game and three and a half percent target. share. So it's all on the ground for him. You kind of need a touchdown for him to pay off $2,800. You're probably not going to get a 12 carry 120 yard game out of Frank Gore to really pay that off or even a 12 carry like 80 yard game. So at this point, the last two, weeks, though, as Michael Piran has taken over more and more, we've only seen him running four rounds per game in each of those games, and he hasn't topped 11 attempts since week four. New England ranks 30th in run defense, but Frank Gore for me right now, he grades out decently if you're talking about point per dollar, so it keeps him in play, because if he does indeed get 10 opportunities, if you find a touchdown on one of those, it could pay off for you. Sony Michelle, I have in yellow because he has returned to practice on Thursday and Friday, but has not yet been activated. He's unlikely to play. Keep a close eye on it. Right now, he's a no for me, even if he was to return. what is he going to get eight carries on the ground in this one for a four headed backfield? Again, you would probably need a touchdown or two to pay off this $1,600 tag because one carry for six yards, even at six fantasy points, it'd probably get you there. But I'm not going to be projecting him to even play right now. Last couple of guys in the list, we get to some of the tight ends. New York Jets, Chris Herndon, one of the biggest letdowns this year. Uh, matchup against Adrian Phillips is actually good, but Herndon has just not been good in general. He's allowing 1.28 yards per cover in Adrian Phillips, the former charger, you're getting Herndon playing decent, 20% slot, 14% out wide in terms of his usage. In week five with Flacco, he saw three targets, brought in two of them for 24 yards, but on the season so far, he's running 20 rounds per game, seeing three and a half targets per game, and he's just averaging 3.2 fantasy points per game on a 12% target share. Herndon has not been good this year. Herndon will be loosely in play for me, and these are the type of guys that you probably choose one of these guys down here if you're building a lineup, trying to play a Cam captain line or something like that, and are just hoping for a couple of receptions, hoping for a luck box touchdown out of a Chris Herndon, or potentially, out of this next guy in Ryan Izzo the Patriots tight end at 1400 tough spot versus Hewitt who's allowing just 0.77 yards per cover snap this year Izzo has played 44% of his snaps out of the slot and 14% out wide now in week eight Izzo saw three targets as well very similar stat line the exact stat line to the last time Herndon had Flacco three targets two catches 24 yards in the season but only 11 routes run he doesn't run a lot of routes he's hit a two-week low in routes run with 11 routes last week 10 routes the week before that so Izzo at $1,400 this is my projections on Chris Herndon 3.2 fantasy points Izzo at 3.4 fantasy points. They're both loosely in play. They honestly both lean towards nose. If you're only playing like one to three lineups for me in my 150s, I assume I get to them. Jeff Smith, as long as Perriman and Crowder are indeed returning today, will operate as the wide receiver four, where he'll go from the routes that he saw last week around 32 on eight targets. Those will drop a little bit more. He actually had a chemistry with Joe Flacco, but that was when Perriman was out. So if indeed Perriman is back, I expect Jeff Smith to operate as a wide receiver four. If they run four wide receiver sets as underdogs tonight, maybe you see him start to run 15 routes still and get a couple of targets at $1,000. But right now I'm only projecting him currently for about one fantasy. Point So I don't have much interest. Next gap is Gunner and Gunner was somebody in the preseason last year that did well as well. He's $600 and I'm actually going to have interest. He ran 21 routes in week eight as the wide receiver three in this team. And here's the thing. The Patriots signed Isaiah Ford, the former Miami Dolphin, but he cannot play tonight. So this is going to be the last opportunity for Gunner to really maybe prove himself as the slot wide receiver, or at least show what he can do a little bit more and really just have usage for us in fantasy football. So he had no targets last week on 21 routes. He had a rushing attempt for six yards, but he played 66% of the snaps and he played 63% slot usage overall. So on this usage, it looks pretty good. If you're going to get twenty to 25 routes today out of him, you're probably going to expect two to upwards of five targets for a guy who's just $600. You rarely find guys running 20 routes or even 15 plus routes down in this below $1,000 range in a showdown slate. Now we'll have a brutal matchup versus Brian Poole, who's been one of the top 10 cover cornerbacks so far overall this year, a slot cornerback, but there's no Isaiah Ford. You're going to get those routes run. So Gunner for me is actually going to be in play. Right now he looks like the best option. If you're choosing anybody below $1,000, the clear option. If you're choosing anybody below $3,000, he's right up there with Frank Gore. I'd probably even prefer him to Frank Gore. He can get you a zero, right? He can get you a straight up zero out of there. But on those targets, he can actually do something for you at the very cheap price point of $2,200 less than Frank Gore. And then we close it out with guys that don't have any interest in Isaiah Zuber will be the wide receiver four. he ran just five routes last week on 10% of the snaps. He saw one target for 13 yards, but negative three air yards. So it was basically a screenplay seven total snaps last two games, no interest at $400 in Isaiah Zuber, unless something happens to Gunner, we get some news that he's actually going to start. Ryan Griffin, the backup tight end has not played since week six, he's ran 8.8 routes per week, just two targets per game and seven yards per game so far, no interest. And then to finish it up, Ty Johnson, the former Detroit Lion. He actually made an appearance last week. He played 11% of the snaps, the most he's played since the Packers game a couple weeks earlier. Three attempts, one reception on one route run so far. And to finish it up with Ty Johnson, the running back three on this team, he actually played 11% of the snaps, saw a season high four overall touches with three attempts and one reception for 21 yards on one route run though uh, so it's his most touches most snaps so far this year he's 200 bucks it's more so nothing that i want to get to unless we hear any other news on pete ryan or frank or potentially being out in this one so that's where i'm at right now those are my early interests on this slate where we'll be able to break it down a little bit more later on tonight at around 6 p.m east coast time totally live if you want to check out my projections rankings and i'm going to try and get up ownership before the slate starts all that stuff can be found below on my patreon patreon.com backslash sal underscore underscore to check it all out if you have any questions on patreon you can leave a note over there on Patreon. They'll even a note and at me on Twitter at salvage or DFS, or you can also follow me with like 200 people away from 10,000 followers. So that's pretty awesome. So thank you so much for tuning into the video. Like and subscribe before you go. Big old like button for me. Schmacked it with all the information. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And if you're brand new and you made it all the way through the video, let me know in the comment section down below. I'd like to thank you personally. Thank you, everybody. And I'll see you in the next one.